What exactly is callback hell? Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. So, a lot of... Uh, it's common in, in the JavaScript world to talk about callback hell. And sort of, you know, casually, people will talk about how when you have all these callbacks, you have to start indenting and indenting and indenting. And it becomes hard to keep track of, uh, you know, where you're at. You're, you're going further and further to the right in your editor, and it's, your lines are getting long. And if you've got a line limit, line length limit, you now have to make your lines shorter and shorter. Um, all of those are kind of a pain. Um, but when people refer to that as callback hell, they're actually missing the point. Um, because when one of the things that has been proposed as a solution to callback hell is promises. And with promises, it basically lets you chain. Instead of nest, it lets you chain. And when you chain, you can just go straight down at the same indentation level. And that is nice because you don't have this major problem of uh, ever-increasing indentation. However, it doesn't solve the deeper hell of callbacks. It's the same hell. The deeper hell of callbacks is that you have totally given up control of when your callback is going to be called. Every time you call something that has a callback that could be called at any time later, it's like you're creating um, a different timeline. It's like you're creating different threads. Now, JavaScript doesn't have threads, and that was probably a good choice. In fact, it has a... JavaScript has a pretty cool concurrency model, meaning... Um, it, it uses this meaning if you have the thread it's yours and you can just run with it as much as you want but as soon as you call something that is asynchronous you give up that control and that works great for a lot of things because you know that while I'm modifying this variable nothing else is going to have the thread and I'm going to be fine and they'll read it. When they're reading it, nothing else has the thread. So they know nobody's modifying. That, that is really nice. The problem is, as soon as you need to do something with a callback, you've actually introduced a new timeline. The current thread is going to keep going. And then some, this callback is going to happen at a different time. Um, sometime later, but you don't, you know, you, you can't say when. And then that callback might have a nested callback in it, and that callback might have a nested callback. And all of those are going to happen in order, so they're in a threat, they're like in the same timeline in order. But now if you have multiple of those going on at the same time, and very likely you do if you're in a JavaScript environment where, you know, a button click is a callback, and an AJAX request has a callback, and, you know, you maybe have four AJAX requests going at the same time, 
Like, you're going to have all these these timelines. Um, all of those could interleave. So the actions in each of those timelines could interleave. And so now you don't have the possibility of, uh, of that, you know, I got the thread, I'm going to hold on to it. You still have that while you've got the thread, but anytime you do a call, so you still have this like, okay, I'm going to read this value. I'm going to read a value from a variable. Let's say it's a global variable. I'm going to read a value. I'm going to make an AJAX request to the server based on that value. The server is going to give me an answer, and I'm going to write that into the variable. However, in the meantime, since I've done that request, while the request was in flight, another thread read that variable, made a decision, and wrote back to it. Right? This is, this is entirely possible, and it's the exact same uh, concurrency problem that we've had, we had before. Before we had threads. Even though JavaScript has one thread, we still have this multiple timeline sharing problem. Sharing a, a common resource. And uh, so that's, that's one aspect of callback hell, is that it reintroduces threading. The other one is, if you, if you have to do um, multiple multiple AJAX requests, and then reassemble the answer into something coherent, the best thing to do in a callback world is do them one at a time. However, that's not the most efficient. You know you need to do all three, just send them all out at the same time. Let the server handle all three and respond. The problem is they each have their own independent callback. Now, promises can help with this very simplistic scenario where you want to get all. So there's like a promise.all method. And so it'll just wait for all of them to come through. And then there's another thing called promise.race, which is where you have, uh, you have two callbacks. Let's a simple case. You have two callbacks, and you want the first one that comes back. Right, so you do a promise dot race on the two of them, and it will turn in, it will return a new promise that is uh, the the first one that comes back. However, what about that second callback? What if you want both? You just want them in the order that they come back in, but in this in the same thread. It, it, you know, you've, you've seriously limited um, what, what you can do. Uh, and so there's, there's all these little scenarios where you've got, like, promises within promises where you're still in hell. It just pushes the hell off a little bit longer. Um, so that's, that's callback hell. Um, my name is Eric Normand. You can reach me on Twitter, at Eric Normand. I'm also available over email, eric at lispcast.com. Please subscribe to this, however you subscribe, whether that's on YouTube or on a podcast catcher. And 
Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.